Lompico, California is a census-designated place in Santa Cruz County and sits along the foothills of that area. It was founded in 1927, and today the population stands at approximately 880 people. Lompico is considered a beautiful retreat. That is the perfect place if you really want to live surrounded by nature, but also still be able to reasonably commute to work. In fact, in an archived article that I found in the Santa Cruz Sentinel, it said that Silicon Valley employees are some of those who live in Lompico and commute out to their tech jobs in Palo Alto and the surrounding areas. It's remote but not completely, totally out in the middle of nowhere. Grateful Dead frontman Jerry Garcia, his family had a country home in Lompico where they vacationed when he was a child. In fact, if there are any deadheads out there, then you are aware that Jerry was missing most of his middle finger on his right hand, yet still managed to become one of the most influential guitarists of his generation, which is quite an astounding feat. That accident happened at Jerry's family home there in Lompico. I guess that it might be the area's most notable claim to fame, closely followed by the story I'm going to share with you today. So rumor had it that Jerry chopped off his own middle finger in an attempt to become ineligible for the draft. But the truth wasn't quite as draft-dodgy as that. In 1947, when he was four, Jerry and his brother Chip were taking turns chopping wood while the other one held the wooden place. And when it was Jerry's turn to hold the wood one time, his brother either missed or slipped and ended up severely injuring Jerry's middle finger. It wasn't exactly chopped off at the time, but ultimately doctors were unable to reattach the digit. He was left with most of his middle finger missing, and he went on to become one of the founding members of the Grateful Dead 18 years later, out of Palo Alto, California, and the rest, as they say, is history. Lompico resident Bob Hall moved there specifically because it was peaceful and quiet and sparsely populated. He had a desire to get away from the fast-paced lifestyle that he had been living and working in previously in the city, and he was particularly fond of all the trees and the forestry surrounding Lompico. At the time our story takes place, back in 1998, Bob was 45 years old. He was divorced and the marriage produced no children. So it was just him, the bachelor with no wife or kids, none of that stuff to concern himself with. So Bob would often spend time with family. He had a couple of cousins, husband and wife, Joan and Stephen, and their kids, and they all really enjoyed visiting him out at his property there in the middle of the woods. Bob's home was nestled up next to a beautiful hillside, and the area was surrounded with nature trails in every direction. In fact, Bob and his cousins were so close, their kids just referred to him as Uncle Bob. And they were really as close as siblings would be, not just cousins. Bob's family described him as a very quiet man, soft-spoken, private, low-key, easygoing. He is friendly and he loves the company of his family. But when it comes to Bob on an average day, he mostly keeps to himself. 
He doesn't really know very many of his neighbors or many of the locals that reside nearby, which is how Bob tended to prefer it. So when the home up the road that was the next closest to Bob's house was sold and a new resident moved in, Bob actually didn't notice right away. There's lots of space between those houses up there. He may or may not have known that the place was on the market, but when someone purchased it and moved in, Bob was unaware that there was a new person in the neighborhood, and his name is Walter Stevens. At the time that our story takes place, Walter was 29 years old, so about 16 years or so younger than Bob. Walter had recently been discharged from the United States Coast Guard, which is how I discovered this story. I found an article on militaryjusticeforall.com that listed 25 cases on the Investigation Discovery Channel that featured military veterans. After leaving the military, Walter found a job working for a machinist in San Jose, California, which is a commute of about an hour, give or take. Like many others who lived in Lompico, Walter really wanted the remoteness that the town had to offer. He loved nature and the redwood forest. It was everything that he had wanted for himself in his post-military life, but still be within driving distance of his job. The place Walter purchased up the road from Bob was his very first house. He quickly began making changes and upgrades to his new place. Walter was a very handy person. And not only was he excited about working on his new place, he was also more than happy and willing to help any of his neighbors with any of their weekend DIY projects, which quickly made Walter one of the local favorites when it came to all of the neighborly neighbors. So the residents who Walter endeared himself to described him similarly to the way that Bob's family described him. Really friendly, easygoing, laid back. It seems to me like those are the certain types of personality traits that one who would long to live in a place like Lompico would share. This is a laid back place for laid back types of people. Neighbors also describe Walter as kind of a good kid. The type of young man who you would describe as being sort of a mama's boy, even though he didn't live with his mama. He was a pretty clean-cut guy who didn't indulge in many of the things people his age may indulge in. He did not use drugs. Whenever he was hanging out with his neighbors and they offered him beers, he would always turn it down, preferring to keep on working at whatever project they had going on that particular weekend. Walter was a hard-working guy. Whenever he was deep into a project, he liked staying focused. So getting together with the neighbors, while it was almost always a social-slash-work thing for most of them, for Walter, it was all work. He wasn't going to sit around drinking the beers and shooting the breeze with the guys. And he would often need to be reminded to chill out and take a break once in a while. Some of the neighbors were also retired military guys. So the do-it-yourself projects were always second to hanging out and socializing. That was the pace of Lompico. And Walter just hadn't quite settled into that just yet with everybody else, but he managed to make friends everywhere he went. 
The time came when Walter and Bob finally met. Sometime after he had moved into the area, Walter was walking past a place near Bob's property when he saw a vehicle stuck in an embankment. Bob was on the outside of the car trying to figure out a way to get it unstuck while his cousin was inside the car revving the engine, but they only managed to get the wheel spinning and the car not moving. Walter introduced himself and told Bob to hang tight. He would go back up to his place and get his vehicle. He said he had some snow chains, there was lots of snow on the ground, and he could pull the car out. And from there, Bob and Walter had the beginnings of a new friendship. And if Walter wasn't already, like, neighbor of the year, he was also quickly becoming Lompico's citizen of the year, too. Once he was moved in and settled, he quickly became involved in the local community, and that included community improvement projects. One of the long-term projects involved some upgrades and repairs and just general maintenance that was desperately needed on the main roads that ran through Lompico, and I think there was probably just one main road. So apparently when it comes to all of the work and maintenance on the roads throughout Lompico, the responsibility for that falls onto the homeowners. And many of the homeowners actually do the work themselves. And it was a thing that Walter immediately stepped up to help out with. Even though his property wasn't one of the ones that required the assistance of the homeowner, he still insisted on giving his time for all of the road repairs and improvements. In fact, Walter gave so much of his time, effort, and hard work in helping out the community, most of the homeowners considered him to be one of the best neighbors that they had ever known since living in the area. Like I said, Walter just really endeared himself to the neighbors, and they very much embraced and appreciated him and everything that he was doing to help. So, all of this sounds all good and dandy and perfect. Love thy neighbor, everybody getting along, everyone's happy and swell. And it was, until it wasn't. You would not find this story in one of our episodes if that were the case. I always love these types of stories that have this easygoing buildup, a measure of calm before the storm, especially when the turning point seems to be something so insignificant and trivial that the events that were to unfold were a thing that should have never happened, that should have never gone so crazy far off the rails. And there's another thing to remember. Insignificant and trivial are relative. To listen to the rest of this riveting tale, it is available exclusively to Patreon subscribers at the $5 tier and above. Thank you so much for listening.